What's up, everyone? This is Ryan and Jeff uh, reporting from the Standing Room Podcast, and we are here to talk about one team and one team only on this cast, and that is the Washington Nationals. We are here to talk where they are currently, how they got here, who's to blame, and where the Nats go from here. So, sorry to you Caps fans out there, sorry for you Skins fans out there. <laughs> we are taking this episode to vent. We just need to talk it out, and sometimes you feel better, sometimes you feel worse, so we're just going to see how this goes. We will, but I think we needed it. It's It's been a, a funny couple months here in D.C. sports with experiencing the greatest success of our lives with the Caps, and we haven't even podcasted about that because I don't even know what to say. Almost speechless. So um, now with the Nats kind of scuffling and struggling here, we're, we're back in our wheelhouse. Um, we're back into the familiar territory. So uh, um, so here we are, back to give the people what they need to hear. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm especially bummed out because, don't get me wrong, I loved the Caps run. I loved what they did for the city. I loved being a part of it. But I have... But in terms of my fandom, right. Nats are pretty much by far number one at this point. And I would say it goes Nats, Redskins, Wiz, and then Caps, just because I've never, until this year, I've never really fully gotten into hockey. I think that might change next year for sure. Yeah. But I'm just, a, I'm now, I mean, so for someone like me, so if you're in my situation, you're you're happy about everything, but at the same time, the Nats are, are really killing you inside every yeah. night. I Every totally night. get it. Most most of the guys on our podcast, and I think most of the guys we talk to are like much more Nats than Caps people. Um, and after seeing the Caps finally do it, all the Nats people are like, oh my God, like we need that. Like we need to have that for the baseball team. Need it. Um, and hey, look, the Nats and Caps for me have always kind of like flip-flop between two and three um, in terms of like, Who's, who's got my heart the most. Um, definitely the Caps are, are way out there right now, especially nice. after this season yeah, uh, for the Nationals. Um, but, hey, like, I want it too, man. I want another parade. I and, and I always feel like, you know, Scherzer seeing what the guys did for the Caps did, like, he would be out of control. Um, he <laughs> yeah, would be the guy trying to one-up everything. He'd be an animal. He'd be, a, he'd be an absolute animal. Yeah. I don't think anyone can top what Ovechkin did. But he would but try. He would come close. Yeah, he would do it in his in a Scherzer way. And he wouldn't do it through like straight partying and, and things like that. I think he would do it just by doing crazy stuff. Yeah, totally. Like sober, sober fun. And Scherzer. We all need that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think we all need that. Um, yeah. But so here's where we're at. But let's, let's, oh, the ugly butt of this season. Yeah. Is I just don't see how that's going to happen with this group this year. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the core of our conversation today. Yeah. So right now the Nationals are a game below 500, and it's almost August. Yeah, we're six we're six games back from the NL East. We're six games back from the wild card. And I actually saw a stat today that said, and ever since the second wild card team has been added to the playoffs, no team has ever made up a six game difference um, at, from August first on. Wow. So it hasn't been that much of history to to judge on but something to consider yeah but that, something that's to add some right. sprinkle on some context for this conversation today 100 percent. oh god that doesn't feel good but <laughs> no. you know to 
to get like maybe close the gap, whether the division or the wild card. You know, we are obviously the Nats are playing the Brewers right now, and there's a game going on as we speak. Um, but we get to go and have a weekend series with the Marlins right after that, um, which you know we'll probably touch on that a little bit later. But that's a huge series, and one this team desperately needs to sweep. Um, it's it shouldn't be though. Like it it it's a huge series because we need to take wins. However, we can we need get to them. win every game pretty much. Like. Yes, yeah. but but the big series was against the Braves. The big series is you know yeah. against these good teams, and and what's so frustrating with the Nationals is they just haven't put it together. I mean, they are a classic five hundred baseball team. There's yeah. no, it's not like they're it's not like they're we can say they're playing poorly, but when you watch them play baseball all year, they are the epitome of average baseball. They're they don't put win streaks together. No, they they lose games they should win. Their bullpen is is imploding at certain points. And so it, yeah, it reminds me so much of 13 and 15 where they just show those glimpses of like, okay, maybe this is the win um, where they're going to take off. And then they just follow it up with a dud. They just never do it. Um, yeah. So this is yeah. how I think we got here. Yes. Um, Let me hear it. I'll, I'll, why don't we just go back and forth? I'll name one thing. You name okay. another thing. We can see how many things that we name. <laughs> okay. Sounds <laughs> it's fun, good. It's a fun game. <laughs> We got here because of Mike Rizzo. And I know there are so many Mike Rizzo loyalists. But, dude, how are you going to start A.J. Cole as your fifth starter to start a season that you're trying to win a World Series? Yeah. That is unacceptable. Yeah. That is 100% unacceptable. And to have no starting pitching depth. We are lucky that Jeremy Hellickson has kind of worked out. We are lucky that he just, like, fell into our – not fell into our laps, but he's – pitching really well and he's not pitching like a normal Jeremy Hellickson. We we how did you go into this season with Scherzer and Strasburg great, but Strasburg can never stay healthy. Gio who had a good year last year but can, but it's Gio, Tanner who's not right anymore, he just doesn't have it anymore. And AJ Cole is your fifth starter. That's there are so many opportunities to bolster up your your staff. I mean Think about what the Phillies have done. What if what if the Nationals signed Ariad instead of the Phillies? Would they like swap places at this point? Maybe it's that it's been that drastic. There have been so many big games that we were on the cusp of making a run, or we were on the cusp of getting right, and our pitching has just let us down constantly. I I, I totally agree with you. I mean, pitching is hands down my number one reason of why we're here. Um, you know, it's it's well known to anybody who listens to the Standing Room Nats podcast editions with any regularity. We are not a Gio Gonzalez cast. Um, this is a yeah. This is not the best uh, like cast for you to listen to, Gio. No, it's definitely not. Um, yes, he did have a good year last year. He did. Um, but you and know, he's consistent to like when you look at the numbers but he's not consistent but it's every game is just such an adventure it's too many walks it's too much nibbling around the zone it's not just going after people and last night again was a perfect example and and we were texting about it earlier today like halfway through the game last night i'm like why am i watching this like i should be watching something else it's not (laughs) stressing me out like i am so sick of watching Gio gonzalez pitch and last night was a low-key big game you know the brewers are a wild card team we're trying to like get some momentum going after the break, and that's not happening. Geo's on the mound, and he's unfortunately our second best, well, third best pitcher now that Strasburg is back. Yeah. But 
you know, he's he's a core rotation guy, so he just we needed him to step up, and we've just seen it where we need him to step up, and it just doesn't happen. Gio's not a guy. He's a fine pitcher, and by all accounts, a really good guy. But when you need a huge outing, he is not a guy that I would ever really count on ever again. Um, Tanner Roark, man, I love that guy. You know, I've I've fought with Matt Moore <laughs> about him for so long, but it's just maybe he's done or, or what, I don't know. Um, but there's a lot wrong with him right now, and we can't count on him anymore either. Um, he's been a huge reason why why this team is where they are. And, yeah, you touched on it, too, with A.J. Cole. Like, what were they thinking going into the season with him as the fifth starter? That's just absurd to me. It's just crazy. And we all knew it, and we all knew it after the first game when he got lit up. And uh, did he even make it out of the third inning? Like, I don't think he made it out of the third inning maybe once all year for the oh, Nats. God. And now he's actually a good relief pitcher for the Yankees. And his velocity's up to, like, 95. Now that he's in the bullpen, which, which is interesting. Well, but he never ever had the look of a starting pitcher no. ever in his. I mean, how did you watch him pitch at any point of his major league pitching performances and say, "Yeah, he's our fifth starter. Let's let's roll with him." Yep, and then and then it's just like, just all it's with trading away all of our starting pitching depth. We just have nobody else to call up. Like we're calling up Eric Fed for like a spot start, and yeah, he's not and ready to be know. there yet. Um, I just don't know if he's ever going to be. A guy. Me either. Like I don't know if he. I think he just. He might be one of those guys where AAA is his ceiling, unfortunately. Right. Spot starts is where he provides value. And uh, and then yeah, and then you've seen all these awful starts, mainly by Geo and uh, and Roark, just put so much pressure on the bullpen, and it doesn't really let a guy like Max have even one off night, um, especially when Strasburg goes on the DL for as long as he was. Um, so pitching has yeah. just been a monumental problem for this team. Um, yeah. and one that I really don't know how you really get much better, you know, right now pitching is so expensive at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, Starting pitching. Yeah. More so. Yeah. Um, and then to me, I think another, another huge point, um, is like leadership, you know, this team, we, we love a lot of the guys on this team. You know, uh, Rendon, uh, Trey Turner, Ryan Zimmerman, Murphy, all these guys, you know, Michael A. But, like, who's the leader? Who's leading this team? Like, before we always knew it would be worth, right? He was Howie just – Howie just Kendrick was kind of the guy. Howie Kendrick kind of was that guy until he and tore you can his point, Achilles. You can, yeah, you can point to when he got hurt, and, you know, the Nats were playing pretty well. Things yep. were decent. Granted, a lot of things happened after that, but you can still point to a team that – was cruising. Yeah. And nobody on this team just kind of has that big personality, I guess, to kind of really rally the troops outside of Scherzer, but you need more than just your ace to really, really be that dude. And that's got, got a lot of really good ball players, but I don't see, you know, that like alpha dog, really that big leader who you just follow out there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a really interesting take. And that, that might I've fall back to Rizzo, really too. About. I don't know if that's a Rizzo thing. You know, Rizzo, his job is to get the best talent on the field. I think some someone like Worth and leadership happens naturally. And there are two schools of thought with leadership. You either have a veteran leader team like a Jason Worth, 
Um, in this case, it, would, it could be like Murphy or Zimmerman, or you have your best player lead and lead by example. And our best player is Bryce Harper. Yep. Is he is he a clubhouse leader? Is he an everyday grinder? Um, I don't. Maybe I don't know. I yeah. I don't know if I have like the uh, the information to speak to it, but that's just a question that you have to ask. I don't know if any and of if, us have the information if, to speak to it. But if you're, but I think you have a good point. Like leadership is something is missing with this team. And I think leadership could be that thing. Yeah. And you know, it, it definitely hurt with Murphy being out. It definitely hurt from leadership perspective. I think because I think he could be a good clubhouse guy, big clubhouse leader. Um, but yeah, I mean, something's missing and Bryce Harper is our best player. And so you can definitely point in that general direction. But it, it's got it would be weird and, and, and tough to have. Yes. Your best player can be your leader, but when your best player is the biggest star in the sport and in his free agent year and everybody's talking about it, it's gotta be an awkward place to try and lead from. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, but if you're going to make $400 million, yeah. you have to be a leader. You just lead, well. you just rise above it. And and he's he's not young anymore. He's 25, I think. 25, I think and he he's, just, he's been in the league yeah. for a while. So Him and Trout, man, 25, been in the league for like six years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but and we'll, we'll speak more about Harper, but he's, yeah. I mean, but he is frustrating and you know, we, we had a text message thread about this, and Kyle put it really well. We're like, we see this every year. April, he comes out. His mechanics are sound. His swing is quiet. He just he takes he has these amazing at-bats. He puts up great numbers. He hits home runs. And then his swing gets more and more violent and more and more extreme and more and more disjointed. And I'm not going to pretend either like I'm like a swing expert. Yeah. But you can, but you can with Harper, you can visibly see it. It's like yes. one of the most visibly – swing changing swings from month to month yes. so every year it's like april is amazing and then may june july is like a struggle and it's he's i mean he's had one good year i mean one mvp year one hall of fame year but other than that he has not been consistently productive and he's in no. this year he's he is you know his his batting eye has gotten worse He's still walking a lot, but he's swinging at bad pitches. And he is just – we have two big black holes in our lineup. I mean, we have a lot of black holes in our lineup. Yeah. Bryce Harper's it's crazy to say, but Bryce Harper is one of them if you look at the numbers. And then two, when you're back the lineup is Defoe, a catcher, and a pitcher. Our catchers are Pedro Severino and Matt Wieters and Spencer Kaibum. That's a – 130-year lineup is – is like t- toast. There's no, it's, there's like hardly any hope. It's, 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 yeah, there's hardly any hope. And literally every single time I'm, I'm casually watching a game or anything and a big spot comes up, who's coming to the plate? It's Defoe. Every single time, it seems like. Every time, man. And it never, he never gets it done. Uh, it goes all the way back to, to Kershaw with the game on the line. In uh, in what was that, sixteen or whatever? Oh my god! The more the more I think about, it, the more wild that is. Yeah, Ugh. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, Harper, I mean, look, his power's still there. He's still getting homers, but yeah, he's, his, obviously his average has been trash. And it's, it's like, it's like he gets in his own head. Like he, he comes in with a game plan. Um, and then, and then opposing managers and pitchers kind of tweak things up about how they attack him. And he can't make that adjustment. He just seems to swing harder. Like you said, right? His swing gets more and more violent. Um, and that's like not at all the way to, to compensate for whatever these other teams are doing. Um, so, you know, I don't know where to go with Harper. I think at this point, maybe it just is what it is for this year with him. Um, and, and who knows what the future holds for him. Um, but uh, he's been, he's been really tough for us this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there has been plenty of, Injuries and bad luck to the season. I mentioned Daniel Murphy. Took him a while to get back. Zimmerman getting hurt. Matt Adams getting hurt when he was hot. Strasburg getting hurt. Um, Weeders getting hurt. Eaton getting hurt. You know, we had a lot of... We had some really great stuff going in the beginning of the season when Eaton yeah. and Turner were doing their things. And Eaton signing, kind of setting the table. He's getting back to that point now, which is one hope. Um, so we definitely had some bad luck. The issue that I'm having with this current team is I just don't see at this point, I don't see signs of life. Like I don't see progress being made. I thought maybe Daniel Murphy could coming back would be progress. That hasn't happened. I don't think Zimmerman is by any means the guy that's going to start like rejuvenate things. Strasburg is a huge add on, but the bullpen is still struggling. Doolittle's now hurt. Hitting is still a challenge. We still have a poor catching hitting team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know what to make of this team moving forward at this point. Well, and to me, I mean, that kind of goes, uh, you know, we'll talk in the, in the dugout here. It kind of goes to the manager, right? Last year, you know, yeah, with Baker, Davey Martinez. We, we still had a ton of injuries last year. You know, Trey Turner was on the deal for a long time. Eaton was lost like almost instantly. Strasburg was on the DL. Scherzer was on the DL for some time. Um, who else? Worth was on the DL for a really long time. Like it's not like their last year went went perfectly either. Um, I remember plenty of games where it seemed like it was just Rendon and Murphy, and then a whole bunch of AAA guys. Yeah, um, for sure. But we were still winning somehow. Um, and that's where you know, look, we all know Dusty was rough in the playoffs, but man, this team, we all miss that guy now. This team had that swag last, the last, the whole, his entire tenure where he just like gave the guys some sort of quiet confidence that they just took it and ran with it and did their thing. And, and clearly Martinez has not been able to pass along that similar kind of a vibe, if you will, yeah. to this group, even though they all, go out of their way to, to praise him and say how much they love him and like playing for him. Um, you hear that more for him than you really did for Dusty, I feel like. But yeah, those guys played harder for Dusty and, and had way better results with Dusty um, with still plenty of adversity facing them. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's injuries, too. The division sucked, too, the two years Dusty was with us. Yeah, but... that's, that, I mean, that's a really good point to make, too, is the division's totally different this year. Yeah. And we're playing all these games against last year's Mets and last year's Phillies and last year's Braves. Right. And last year's Marlins. So it's right. 
That made, still, I mean, winning a division is pretty easy at that point. Yeah, like a lot of people could have managed the Nats the last two years and won two titles. But but I don't know, man. Like I still but you see it. You see it. Yeah, you still just don't see this that same confidence with this group as you did with Dusty. Players were are loose. Are were just looser. Yeah, like we went from Matt Williams to Dusty, and you immediately saw players be looser, feel better in bigger spots, come through more in the clutch. And uh, you can see that players are just kind of playing tight again, as Kyle liked to say. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, none of, this is, none of this is a good look. So, you know, where, where do the Nats go from here, Jeff? Please tell Boy. us. Oh, man, that is a million-dollar question. Um, and that is the question we're probably going to get an answer to here over the next couple of days and over the next couple of games. Yeah. Um, and one that Rizzo is going to have to answer. Um, cause clearly, right. There's, there's, there's two different ways this team can go. It's buyers or sellers. Um, if they don't string together some wins here over the next couple of games, I mean, anything's on the table, you know, um, you would hate to be sellers. It, it just like blows my mind a team that has Scherzer and Strasburg as their one-two could ever become sellers in the season. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts either way. This is what makes things so tough. Like So tough. You don't want to sell too early and miss a run. Um, I'm sorry, you don't want to buy too early and miss a run. But you, but you also don't want to miss the chance on selling and building for next year and building for a few years down the road. Yeah, which it's, I'm it's almost like I'm almost ready for that to be honest. I'm yeah. Look, I came into the season, Jeff. Let's get real for a second. I came into the season it. thinking this was the year. It was Bryce Harper's contract year. You know, the team was looking good minus a few gaps like AJ Cole. But I figured like, oh, maybe that you know you could fix a fifth starter. By a trade. You can trade for you can, one, right? You can, you can figure that one out. Um, you know, I thought Daniel Murphy was coming back, and we would have Rendon and Turner, and we have these young guys coming up, and Eaton would be would finally be back, and Taylor would be back. So I was feeling good, but at what point now? Like, you, re- we really just—it's not. We haven't won a. Obviously, we haven't won a playoff series at this point. We continually struggle season to season. 2016, 2017 are the only two years we've, we've been consistent. I mean, at what point do you just blow it up? At what point do you say, we have some great young talent uh, with Soto and Robles coming up. We have Turner. Let's try to lock up Rendon. We have Scherzer and Strasburg for a few more years. Let's rebuild for the next couple years and, and make it happen. At what point? I mean, it's. I don't even know. I don't even know what my opinion is on it because I go back and forth on it all the time. I do too, and like I know if we were to like say like the Nats are up four zip right now on the on the Brewers. Say we go on to win this game and we win again tomorrow and we win the series, and then we go on and, and win the series against the Marlins. It's like you're right there. You're just on the cusp of kind of like making that run and getting it turned around, and. God, it's so hard to punt on the season at that point. At the same time, like, it's not early anymore, right? We we kind of have a good feel for what this team is. And do you really see them being able to turn it on? 
gosh, it's really hard to see. But, you know, we started off this podcast touching on the Caps a little bit, and there was a couple times this year you were like, holy crap, like, is it time to blow this thing up and get rid of OV and Backstrom and all these guys? Right. Um, but the team stuck by them, and, and they didn't make any big splashy trades. I mean, everybody knows it, right? Um, they just tweaked yeah. a little bit, and, and they went on a run. Um, but did, granted, did at NHL that time, they were, like, teams? already up. Yeah, and did the NHL have these super teams? Like, the Yankees are absurd. The no. Red Sox are absurd. The Dodgers got Machado, and they have like they already have a ridiculous lineup with Kemp hitting well and, and Muncie and all these guys. No, no, nobody in the NHL is like is like any of those teams or the Astros or anything like that. Um, no, you don't. You it, the, the competition is a little bit different like that for sure. Um, but again, you know, you, I I think too maybe for the health of, of this team. We have so many free agents on this team um, with contracts expiring this year. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing to kind of re- restock with some young talent. And, um, does that mean you trade Bryce Harper? Jeez, I don't know. That's kind of crazy to think about. Do you try to resign Bryce Harper too? Do you do? You mean like try now or just wait? Wait. So you, I mean, if you want to resign him, then you can't trade him. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, God, that is so tough. And that's something we've kind of talked about. We've never talked about it on a podcast before. <laughs> yeah. um, we've only talked about it like drunk at the blackguard. Yeah, I know. And it's hard because nobody really knows what the money's going to be. Um, you've heard 10 years, like $500 million, $400 million. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Stanton signed the biggest contract at 325 right? Over 10? Sounds about right. Yeah. And Harper's so young, like technically just coming into his prime. But it's just so much money, dude. It's so much money. It's crazy. And, and I mean, will he even get that money after this year he's having? Yeah. The numbers don't, the numbers don't back it up, but the, the marketing does. Right, exactly. Um, dude, so I don't know. I mean... There's been a yes, lot of think, like beef in DC with Bryce and right. this and that. You know, I don't have any a problem with anything he really does off the field, but on the field, yeah. I don't know if I want to pay a guy that much money, really. Yeah, I think Bryce has been a pleasant surprise from a person standpoint. And I for agree. The city of DC, he's been awesome. And the home run derby was beautiful. That was a beautiful oh moment God. in DC sports history. Anybody who thinks and, he and doesn't love guy, DC, watch that. I want the guy to succeed. But these are his prime years, and I don't know if a guy like that ages well. Like, I don't yeah. know what he's going to be like when he's 30 and still very herky-jerky with his swing and trying to crush the ball every time. So putting that money into a player like that is is a big – it's a tall order, um, especially for an organization like the Nationals that don't spend a ton and they're pretty conservative. Um, I think just with all these questions – you know, the Nats are not going to make, they're not going to sell. They're not going to trade Bryce Harper. They're probably, they might just, I mean, we've heard Cole Hamels is a rumor. Seriously, Cole Hamels is the best yeah. we can do right now. Yeah. Wilson Ramos is a good fit for a lot of reasons. That would be great. But my, my guess is that they don't do anything either way. They just stick with what they got. Maybe they bring in one additional relief pitcher. Um, but I just, 
I just think it would be. I, I just think Rizzo is just like I'm, I'm having more issues with Rizzo more and more. Like one, he's too conservative with trying to get players and and make big trades and make sure things are in a good place for when your window is open. I mean, he got us to this window, but he hasn't pushed us through it by any means. Yeah. And also, these things too conservative. Like he doesn't want to s- sell. Um, I don't think he's going to want to sell too soon and then be the guy that gave up on the year. Yeah, but it, 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 he he straddles that line so much of of trying to you know manage for the present, but always like with an eye on the future. Um, and that kind of has hurt this team a little bit at times. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard for him to do that right now. Um, whether he's, I, I, cause I don't see him selling. I don't, I really don't see him becoming a seller and giving up on this team, but for this team to really do anything, it needs some drastic moves. That's kind of, we, I don't know. He's never really done that. I feel like at a trade deadline, right? Right. Like made that huge flashy move. Cause if we're going to do anything, we need another, you know, front end starting pitcher. He hasn't, but like, is this the year to make that move? If the bats, I don't think it is. I, I think don't if it think was, it is. I think if you could more clearly say, like, if we were still mashing like three, four, five runs yeah. every single game, but losing, and if pitching was the issue, so you right. could clearly point to pitching, then I then even, I would say do it, hundred percent, do it. Even but, then, though, like my my thought on that is, you you make the big splashy move when you're in first place and you're destined for the playoffs. Yeah, you don't. You don't do it if you have an outside chance. Of yeah, I like playoffs. that. I like that a lot, actually. Like you're you already go, there. You, you're, yeah. You're first place. You're looking good. And you go all in for the Dodgers and all right. in for the Cubs. Because that's when you can look at the Dodgers and Cubs and say, that's who I need to beat. Because you're, yeah, because you're going to be staring down Andrew Miller in the eighth inning. Yeah. Or mm. Chapman in the ninth. Like, you need the guy. So, mm. unfortunately, I think... My guess is where we go from here is exactly where we're at. <laughs> we're going to be... Just cruise to third place. We're going to cruise. You know, I think we'll make some runs and we'll fight. You know, we'll put up a good fight. But I think we'll be second at best in a few games behind the wild card spot by the end of the year. Like, I think we'll get better. I think Strat- getting Strasburg back, getting some guys healthier and playing again helps. But it's just not It's just not enough. It's just not the team, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I I tend to agree with you. I think, like you said, I think Strasburg will settle down. Um, I think Murphy's starting to play a little bit better. Um, and so yeah, they they'll they'll fight, but I don't I don't see it unless unless the the Phillies and the Braves kind of come back down to earth a little bit. I don't. I just don't know how we can do it. The Phillies haven't, man. So I've been I've been watching a little bit of the Nats game today and the and the Dodgers Phillies game. And they just put up a great inning against the Dodgers to tie it 4-4 in the seventh inning. Yeah, like, I don't even know if we could do that right now. That team, the team has, it doesn't have the look, but it has the look of a team that at least can contend for a playoff spot. We don't have that look. We don't have any look. Our look is, our look is like the Minnesota Twins, like, last, like, for the last few years. Like, either pretty average baseball or you barely get into the wild card playoff. Yeah, and that's just not what this team is designed for. Like, this is a a way better team. At least we think it is, but here we are. 
and it could look very different next year. I mean, oh, Harper yeah, well. might be gone. Taylor, I don't think is a fit anymore. Robles and Soto, I call them up. Soto's Soto is obviously the bright spot of this season for sure. You know what happens to Daniel Murphy? Um, do we sign Rendon long term? A lot of question marks here. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to all that later on. We will see how the rest of this season goes and <laughs> take it from there. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I feel about the same that I felt when I started this. So. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> but I it guess helps a little bit. Sense. They're up right now. Still up four nothing. So. Yeah, they always they always give you hope. They always give you hope. Yep. And that's what's crazy about baseball. Like, you have a terrible loss the night before, and then you're back on the hope train after a four zero lead in the fifth yeah. inning. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, um, I appreciate you guys hanging in there with us to talk Nats. If you have anything else you'd like to add, if you have anything else you'd like to vent in frustration, uh, please let us know. Please tweet us at DC. Uh, you can also check us out at uh And we're on Instagram as well with that same handle. And, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts about the Nets. Yes, definitely. Thank you for sticking around. Standing Room Nation, we will do a happy Nats cast. I mean, Caps cast <laughs> soon enough. I don't know if there's going to be a happy Nats cast. Yeah, and the, the Redskins season's coming up. Um, We've got some things to talk about. Yeah, so there's some things to talk about, some, some more hope. Uh, we don't want to be all doom and gloom. Um, but, yeah, we'll hopefully get back to uh, a little bit more regularly scheduled programming. Um, we'll try. And do least. some cool things. So stick with us, Standing Room Nation. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. We'll see be back. Ya.